to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mmm. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Wednesday, ready to do some recapping. Mm-hmm that's right today's episode is us recapping lovecraft country the hbo original series um you know showrunner misha green takes us through uh, lovecraft country every week and we are along for the ride um today's episode is the second episode of this season season one um and it is called white is on the moon which is uh named after gil scott scott heron poem slash song um that they play in the episode um yep uh karen before we get into the breakdown and start recapping this thing what'd you think of this episode in general i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i had a a ball um this episode uh this episode all the emotions if that makes sense because mm-hmm. you know i was laughing some parts were sad um and some parts were scary and and not scary in like a gory scary but scary because they black around these white folks scary like i don't know what these white folks gonna do or may do or could do and so you know for me that's that underlying fear that i continually have watching the show which for me is i mean it's a real life fear but you know at least i know these characters are fictional uh so that's kind of the underlying fear you know the suspense part that kind of keeps me on the edge with not really knowing where it's going to go with them yeah it's interesting because so much of the fear is not about monsters or Mm -hmm. horror uh it's literally just whiteness you know because i would say an underlying part of this entire episode was them being in these white people's house in this white village as the only black people there and every single scene just felt like uh oh like what could happen what is this a setup for you know you automatically don't trust anyone that shows up for any reason Mm -mm. um and uh yeah so uh for me i like this episode but i think this episode was much more like um it felt like so many coincidences and stuff this felt more like the horror genre you know i'm not a huge fan of the horror genre to be honest um because uh it is very like coincidental you know what i mean it's very much like we need to get from this set piece to this set piece how do we get there it don't really matter we need to just get to you know we need to be in the woods at night you know we need uh you know i just had a vision and uh the ghost is in here with us or whatever it's like what how why why did this just happen right now you know and so there were it was much more like horror and kind of in some places campy and stuff like that not that that necessarily is bad but um the other part of this is it feels like and this happens a lot of times i bet you this was a two-hour pilot pilot episode like i bet you this was what they like whenever they filmed like what they were going to pitch and be like this is what the show's going to be yeah they filmed it i feel like but i feel like we could have gotten a two-hour premiere yes and it would have been like almost like a mini movie because Mm -hmm. so much of the storyline is perfectly encapsulated into that yes um i do wonder how much more they're gonna do that like if uh 
if what we're going to be looking at is while it is an episodic through arc of a story if we're going to get these kind of mini stories in the middle of the season where it's like these two episodes are about this and these two episodes are about that because it felt very much like self-contained but at the same time in this fictional place that i'm very curious of um all right well uh let's get into the breakdown of uh this episode white is on the moon um and once again just as a show note to everybody we don't we have not and do not plan on ever reading the book mm-hmm. so just so you uh, know if we don't know some shit let us not know some shit if uh you have read the books and you know all the spoilers and shit leave us alone we don't we don't care uh if we're gonna just look foolish in three weeks because we didn't know what happened I that's fine let it be like i'm I'm okay with looking stupid we're okay with that okay <laughs> yes we are you know so we uh we we literally discourage uh <laughs> book reader feedback okay we would just let us fuck up okay yes and, let uh, us be out there by ourselves let let our uh, ship sink on their own we're in our car trying to discover our guidebook and you just in the backseat riding with us okay yes if we crash just let us crash it's All okay right. you let roderick fucking morrow drive the car okay um so we start and this i honestly i laughed so hard because i did not expect this me too the beginning opening to this is by far one of the in a horror series too yes Uh, (laughs) and and also it's one of those things i'm not trying to be funny i'll go oh y'all let black people touch this like like Mm. it was one of those things where i could go yeah niggas thought of this yeah i mean i feel like we already knew um that, that 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 was happening but yeah it it was definitely like um it, it just like especially i think coming off of last week mm-hmm. after the monsters them getting to the mansion um because it took so much out of them right like we had reason to 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 believe like yeah this is not um gonna go out well but yeah it stars and you see uncle george in a robe <laughs> And he is cutting a rug to the Jeffersons moving on up. Uh, well, we're moving on up, moving on up to the side. We're not putting clothes out the closet. Letty was pulling clothes out the closet, trying on new dresses, and each dress fit better than the last one. Come on. Perfectly in her size. I thought she was going to open and start an Instagram account. Come on. Her hair was going everywhere. Them crowns was popping. Yeah, she was about to become the first influencer and shit. She started pulling out flat tummy tea and looking in the mirror and shit. Come on. Uh, taking selfies. And then George had every book. Which, he was at the motherfucking library getting his life. Yeah, books back then was like TV and shows now. So, like, yes. he was like, these niggas got all the books. All of them, my nigga. Right. And so he was just in book heaven. They got the whole set. He could have read for hours. Mm-hmm. And they were just, and you know, they were not reacting like, some people that just saw uh (laughs) just traumatized that just had guns put in their face were about to get killed in the woods and then monsters uh shogoths as they were called came and ate the fucking sheriffs and uh turned one sheriff into a vampire a a shogoth himself and then they barely survived and stayed up all night with lights and crashed their car and then walked into um uh walked into this uh area this house the next day full bloody clothes everywhere you would have thought they would have woke up and been like what the fuck is going on Mm -mm. they had no clue in the, no care in the world no care in the motherfucking world they was like yes mm-hmm. and so um then we cut to tick's room and tick is up there worried yes 
yes he's responding like somebody that just went through it's like been through shit yeah he had flashbacks and memories of last night Mm -hmm. he like they literally showed us his memory of like the sheriffs being eaten by those fucking monsters and shit Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know what's going on in the other rooms so (laughs) no he don't he basically wakes up and he's like you know like like he's like the mission is to get my father and get the fuck out of here yes and the other two niggas in the house going i live in my best life right ah! like they was just having a good fucking time the whole time and he they basically woke up like yes they did they might as well jumped up and started dancing well, well, he's I like the way this fit. I think I'm gonna get some red. And so they come outside into the hallway because a bell starts ringing. It sounds like an alarm, mm-hmm. but apparently it's the dinner bell. So I guess a lunch bell. So they all come into the hallway. George asks if Tick has his own library with all his favorite books in it, and Tick's like, "No, like what?" And then Letitia's like, she comes outside in a fucking riding outfit, like they about to go fox hunting. <laughs> yeah where's her horse right she need a rider crop um also I, I it's so funny but uh because you know leticia is is like a woman that i just feel like it's from the future but placed into this story because it don't matter what they are where they're going what leticia finds a way to get to the tight pants okay your girl leticia is like i don't know i don't give a fuck what that, your style that's is her motto. my style is uh i'm a real hot girl shit come okay? on that's probably why she fall out with everybody everybody like dress like a woman she was like fuck that yeah. i want the hot girl shit she's looking for pants and the tighter the better okay mm-hmm. look at them girls them they dupe sound that's right. what she about she's she's on some like uh before lululemon shit come so. on Letitia comes out and they're and they're like what what's this like you got on and she's like oh my god i tried on so many clothes and they all fit and uh tick is like huh you got all the fucking books you can read right y'all don't think nothing wrong with this you could just try on clothes forever in your room this ain't weird to y'all and they're like nah and this is the first time we get our uh appearance in this episode of william william is the white man who answered the door last week Mm -hmm. who was like mr freeman we were come on in you're home or whatever and so william shows up out of nowhere like and they do this several times this episode and each one made me laugh now they weren't jump scares like no they wasn't like they didn't play like a musical cue like like Mm -hmm. but it was just you turn around that nigga just be there you be like where the hell you come from right and he looks like you know the poster boy for the aryan nation so like don't he though his blonde hair blue eyed ass just popping out of nowhere in the the corner of your eye you know it's a little bit frustrating and so he was like hey that was the lunch bell it's not an alarm and uh they're like um oh and you can tell that him and tick have had some conversation since last night like the other two didn't really seem to remember or know william but tick does he knows his name and they've talked and tick was like so when is my father expected to return from boston so this must be where they told him his father is Mm. like i said we don't see this conversation Mm -mm. and then uh he goes well your your father i don't know when he'll come come back i just had i told you all the information i'm privy to your father went to boston with uh miss braithwaite who is um um the blonde woman who had the car that 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 the silver bentley that christina Braithwaite mm-hmm. is the blonde young blonde woman who had the car that 
uh saved them outside of simmonsville so that's miss braithwaite so the cover the story is they came all this way his father is went to boston to see with a lawyer and with miss braithwaite um for some legal business and has gone left two days ago and they don't know when he's coming back so y'all can just stay here and wait so that's the cover story okay and tick you know it's like we have to stay here like my goal is to get my father so if y'all are telling the truth i had to stay here anyway mm-hmm. um so then william says there's no telephone lines in the mansion because um samuel braithwaite who now owns this big ass house is like uh he trying to escape business he don't want no business bothering him and of course tick is like but the business with my father like what the fuck is that then and he's like well that's different business don't worry about that uh they get to the main room like living room or something and they see or like a foyer or something it's a big ass house house a lot of rooms Mm -hmm. and they see a painting and it's a man in a cloak with like this uh i don't know what you call them but like the things that go uh like when you're a valedictorian they give you those ribbons mm-hmm. he got some cloak ribbons okay this nigga graduated some sashes yeah some sashes he graduated number one in the club <laughs> he's the valedictorian he got all the all the boy scout badges yeah he the cult victorian and shit and so uh and he also had a ring a silver a gold ring that's like a circle that was on his hand and they ask him they you know george is curious and shit and they're like who the fuck is this dude it's like oh that because he's george like is that samuel braithwaite he's like no that's his ancestor titus braithwaite he built this big ass mansion and uh titus was an extraordinary man who made his fortune in shipping and of course (laughs) being that these people speak black they was like hold up shipping and let it go that means slaves yeah that means slavery slaves and then um they start with that old chestnut you know the one we that familiar song that we all know and love uh he was exceptionally nice to his slaves so you know other than the whole slave part he treated them well he treated he treated his slaves real real good he was really kind had the happy slaves to his slaves okay he would let them sleep at night sometimes Mm -hmm. you know he wouldn't rape them as much he would rape them just a little bit like just you know rape just a little bit saturdays you know was rape day other than that he was cool they you was know free to do whatever they want so, you do. know a, a beating a month you know what i mean you beat them a couple times a month mm-hmm. you know don't want to overdo it just one of those real real nice guys he he took care of his slaves you know he didn't allow nobody else to come and beat his slaves Mm-mm, he wouldn't do that he like you know he he's he loved when they were saying i'm a negro spiritual okay um before he would sell their children but hey hey it is one of them good slave owners you know one of the good ones mm-hmm. um and so apparently he died in a fire and so this lodge that they're in right now is not the original lodge Mm-mm. it is a reconstructed replica of the lodge mm-hmm. that i guess samuel oversaw or tight or whatever the tight like so this dude died in a fire that destroyed the original lodge and killed almost everyone in there and william makes a point of saying almost everyone and he looks at tick when he says that important message um and so um he's like um 
it burned down in the autumnal equinox um so uh that's like in late november september whatever when you know when the moon reaches the highest peak in the in the world or some shit i don't you know, one of the mystical things. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, y'all? Astronomy. Back when the days get to the shortest time mm-hmm. and the nights get to the longest time. You know, back then you had to do it with stones and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's what it is, Karen. No time, no equinox. Everybody okay. knows that. It's uh, right around my birthday, September 22nd this year. Um, and my, my birthday is the day after that, mm-hmm. which is why I'm such a dope person that's so balanced and can see things from all kinds of points of view and why i'm such a super libra everybody knows that it's because of the equinox but um yeah at any rate um (laughs) they they end up um uh going outside on the veranda to have some uh some food from some lunch you know william walks them out there and says hey y'all hungry y'all niggas want something to eat and uh <laughs> he leaves him outside and says y'all got run to the lodge until later when the guests uh are gonna arrive mm-hmm. and there's gonna be a celebratory dinner for all the people that are members of the lodge and um tick is like well can we walk around and explore this village that this place is in the middle of and william you know pauses for a second and is like yeah as long as y'all get back before nightfall and then letty thanks him and he's like the butler and staff will be along shortly and he's like and letty like you're not the butler and he's like no i'm just a friend of miss uh braithwaite i know she was like the hell you been here for the whole time then what's your purpose right he's like no 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 pause we we have poor people for that um and so then um uh when william leaves and i love this part this is so fucking good this is such great writing when he leaves is the first time tick reveals what the fuck wrong with (laughs) y'all right like i'm so like y'all have lost y'all goddamn minds i really appreciate that he didn't do that shit in front of company Mm -mm. because one it would be stupid like Mm -hmm. why would you want to reveal that you're in a panic state the whole time and you like yo we need to get the fuck out of here so you wait until this motherfucker's gone you don't know him we don't trust him Mm -mm. we don't talk in front of the help and so i wish you right in front of these white folk i love this moment because like when william leaves uh you know george is like why are they being so nice to us and tig is like you ever met a white person that you accidentally showed up their house and they ain't want you out in 2.5 seconds and it's like of course yeah like this is like during this period of time specifically like y'all don't y'all ain't put together something is wrong and today by the way but during this period of time specifically white people wasn't just letting niggas in their house they don't know and just Mm -mm. chilling with them Mm -mm. so he was like what the fuck is they being too nice to us this feels like a motherfucking trap uh or some shit right and to keep in mind george and letty have been acting as if they don't even remember the last night so they just picked up on all this off of this pure strength of why the fuck is this white person being so nice to told us? you the negro senses tingle it don't matter if they got memory or not it really was tingling um they was like this don't feel right yes why is everybody acting nice and so while they talking letty rings the bell for the butler so she can get some salt and pepper because white people don't season their food <laughs> she mean she was like well they feeding us shit i'm not going out here with y'all on an empty stomach goddamn no and tick was me because he looked at her like are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> yes you would 
looked at me like that i was like well can i at least get some goddamn orange juice scrambled egg toast i mean goddamn why, why we got to go out here and be hungry around these white folks <laughs> and i'm like it, it might be poison i don't know what's going on <laughs> we're gonna die over some grits because because you couldn't you needed some salt um uh, but yeah and so um that's when tick is like because when she rings the bell he's like okay do y'all not even remember what the fuck happened last night how are y'all not traumatized i am fucking traumatized and he breaks down like yo the the, the fucking show girls they were vampire like creatures they were biting people a motherfucker got turned into one i killed the sheriff and then that's when george is like killed sheriff shut up boy be, be quiet what's wrong with you <laughs> you you talking out loud because then you commit crimes right kill the sheriff black people can't be talking like this and uh george and letty can't and then he's, he's like y'all don't remember last night and that's when letty and george re- realized they can't remember right they was like if you remember and we don't something wrong and then t- uh and then george tells them sit down they're being watched and we see in a doorway the silhouette of someone watching them out the window i don't know if it was william but it looked like maybe it was william but it could have also been maybe samuel birth uh, bathright mm-hmm. something like that but we never really see the face of who was looking at them mm-hmm. it was like we don't want to draw suspicion out here talking out loud and shit right so then um ticks like this listen it don't matter if y'all can't remember or not the goal is to get my father and then we getting the fuck out of here now i'm gonna go search around the village yeah we're gonna and y'all can do whatever y'all needed and then letty's like no we need to stay together yeah this ain't the fucking scooby-doo gang we ain't splitting up once again black people in a scary movie great writing yeah great. we walk in groups separate why so we all us could be dead yeah she like well, whatever we doing we're not splitting up and george is like yeah don't split up that's a stupid ass idea come on and so then they go to they eat they go to leave they walk past um the uh garage and they see all these cars that these people own and then they stop because woody is in the car in there their car that they crashed into the fucking cabin in the woods that no one remembers except tick and the fucking car is pristine and the window is even still broken which 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 of course freaks tick out and it freaks them out because now it's like tick have you lied did you lie because you told us the car was crashed into the cabin and all this shit the car looks great nothing's wrong with it her camera was in the front seat not broken um there's no damage or blood and the back window is still broken which is a tiny detail but it's such a huge like what the fuck how why is that why didn't they just fix the window yes because they remembered that part yes or something or maybe they used a spell or i don't know like but they the window's not broken not the window's not fixed the window that was shot out in simmonsville so um at any rate the car is you know it makes tick look crazy because like tick you told us that the car was crashed he's like it was crashed and it's like but the car is fine and my camera's in the front seat and once again this nigga william pop up out of nowhere off screen yeah he does he's like oh hey y'all and it's like oh shit what do you want and he's like he pop- i just want to give the keys to the older mr freeman here you go yeah so he pops up like he just uh in the paint or something like just floating through the walls right like here i am you, uh, you rang no i didn't rang he pop up like when you doing something you got no business doing your mama just be there right you know what i mean <laughs> you're like i'm gonna just go out back and i'm gonna play basketball outside she say not to play oh shit 
um but yeah so i'll be, I'll be like your mama you be in the other room and she'd be like don't you pick that up like, shit I sure right gonna pick that up like he pop up like when you playing in your good clothes you know what i mean your mama just show up out of nowhere like didn't i tell you like how the fuck did you know yeah like good clothes sense like, don't be playing your church clothes like how anyway uh william pops up gives his gives the keys to woody to uh george um and uh william says the car wasn't crashed that he found it on the other side of the bridge like that and of course tick's like nigga you lying i know it was crashed he's like well that's how i found it and not only that it was some blood in the front seat we cleaned that out but you know that's it and uh tick is just like fucking we out of here like i don't have time for this crazy shit yeah yeah you lying to me i know it you know it now what it made me think is what if william's telling the truth he may have been because because as far as he's concerned he was probably told to go get it and that's the condition that he literally found the vehicle in and i can now now that part i can believe but in tick's mind tick is like i don't trust you i don't believe you but but i but he probably could be telling the truth that that's where he literally found the car because that's what they go to, to they told him to pick it up there right i yeah like i wonder no 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 hell no 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 i refuse no no that was tick but the but the thing i kept wondering though is what if william's telling the truth he doesn't know how the car got repaired because what what it made me think is that i don't know how big of a cog in the wheel is william like william doesn't necessarily seem to have a lot of power or agency i don't know if he's related to these people it doesn't seem that he is Mm -hmm. um it seems he works for the estate in some form or fashion right but he's not but he's not like a mastermind and whatever they're trying to hatch here Mm -hmm. um so there was something about william that felt like maybe like um maybe uh what's my girl christina the the one that had the bentley that flipped the fucking cars over maybe she has some type of like ability to 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 do something to the car to like get it to the state of repair before the crash and then was like william go pick up the car and bring it in and that's all he knows that's how it felt to me but you know or maybe he's lying but i don't know it didn't seem like he was lying um and so then um they go walking to the village and this is a just like a old timey village even for when they was even for this time mm-hmm. they didn't like nobody in the village owned a car it, it 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 looks like uh you remember in elementary school where they used to make us take that field trip up there to james the, k pope yes it yeah. looked like it looked like a james k pope like they plantation. definitely make griddle cakes there come on and, and make and make their own soap they lie yeah. soap they definitely put honey on griddle cakes for a treat mm-hmm. um and milk cows and shit and so letty as as like tick is tick is on some other shit tick is walking through these white people's like where the kids is playing he and shit care. he's just looking around looking for clues and shit like what the fuck where my daddy at i'm just ready to get my daddy and get the fuck out of here because this is not gonna end well y'all and that gives letty and george a moment to talk for a second and letty's like did this nigga got ptsd or something did he like yeah how's he remembering shit that we can't remember how many people he killed in the war and right like he got shell shock and george like no he's okay he don't got shell shock 
and then is tick's turn to do what william does tick just appears like off screen like the thing is when they first start talking tick was like 20 yards away but when she said shell shock this has only been like 10 seconds when she brings us up tick's like it's not shell shock i'm like where the fuck he come from uh, so he definitely looked yeah. crazy i had had his had his uh ears was 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 uh tingling almost mm-hmm. almost like uh they was like tweeting and all of a sudden he they didn't even at him he just came out and went, i know y'all talking about me what yes. where you come from we're not even talking yeah you ass i gotta give jonathan major so much props for these scenes because he was the one who can remember and it may if you didn't know anything if you never saw episode one you think he was the one crazy but yes they was the ones acting crazy but he was just so intense when he was just like because they were like well george i mean i mean well uh tick this just doesn't make sense he's like doesn't make sense what what makes sense you having a room full of your favorite books right on the shelves and you having all the clothes in your room that fit you perfectly like that makes sense that that like that kind of sense like like they want to keep us in these rooms all the goddamn day like it's a prison and he's interrupted by the same whistle sound that called the monsters off when they were in the cabin because mm-hmm. remember that i thought it was like a ringleader monster or something because it was just like this whistle sound it's like well how do like but it turns out it wasn't one of the ringleader monsters it was like this whistle sound and so they tick takes off in a beeline running towards where he heard the whistle come from and he runs up on this woman that has two dogs on leashes and white woman and she's got that whistle and he's like where you get that whistle from why you you know why you make that sound and what's the whistle for and so she is her dogs are like racist dogs like these dogs they didn't fuck with john lewis uh mm-hmm. they Martin didn't the king no mm-hmm. these dogs were definitely mm-hmm. like some segregation now mm-hmm. segregation forever ass dogs come on um and so these dogs are like niggas 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 and then tick uh george tells them like hey can you call your dogs off and she's like my dogs ain't the ones that need to be on the leash because she was like one of those white people mm-hmm. i'm like ain't y'all in maine why do all racist people have the same accent okay like you like this y'all supposed to be in connecticut or some it, shit it don't matter and she was like listen this is the racism accent this is how we talk mm-hmm. and so she was like it sounds like my dogs ain't the ones need to be on the leash and then uh george is like ma'am we are guests of mr braithwaite because that's what black people do when we need you to act right is be like ma'am the white man invited us here it's like oh well why didn't you say she's like y'all don't look like the type and then she made her dogs be quiet for a little bit mm-hmm. and george is like are you the sheriff and she's like uh-huh. sheriff why you ask that and he was like because you stand in front of fucking jail <laughs> yes that's a jailhouse my nigga and it was like a tower that like rapunzel would be at the top out of yes let down your hair honey it didn't look like a jail jail and uh so they she's like uh no it's not the jail you know this is like the kennel where we keep the dogs and shit and then she uh they go inside she's like you know the dogs just here to ward off the wild animals and shit and they go inside and there's like meat hanging up and shit and the dogs go eat and he's like oh yeah we heard about that y'all got grizzlies in the woods over here and that's when i put it together i was like oh shit so we knew the grizzlies in the woods were the shogoths but i never understood like if these creatures exist in these fucking woods how the fuck do people not know about them that live in artem county because sometimes people would escape 
sometimes you know or you, your friend people gotta be going missing all the time and shit and it's gotta be that memory shit people see the fucking they get attacked or whatever they escape or something you know whatever someone goes missing and they just don't remember what the fuck happened they must have to put the clues together like oh some bears must be killing people in the woods so that's what they tell everybody it's just bears out there yeah like Mm -hmm. maybe some of the people that live in the village know what the deal is with them creatures yes but not no outsiders the outsiders that aren't privy to this shit that live in artem county and simmonsville or whatever the fuck those people don't know shit Mm-mm. so that because I, I was like how the fuck you keeping this secret this that would pretty much be the biggest thing ever if one of these creatures attacked somebody and they lived right right and they basically stay deep in the woods so most people don't go that far in the woods so they right. you know you're talking about even today like nigga you in the woods so and you cl- know and so when you find a mutilated body or something like that you probably would be like yeah it's bears mm-hmm. must have been a bear look how it bit them or whatever look at this arm is missing or whatever the fuck happens whole torso gone like so um yeah so it makes a lot of sense now because uh that made anyway but of course old racy mcracist the dog owners member of peter hater of mike vick come on um so she was like it's not grizzly bears it's black bears and nigga does it make a difference it's a goddamn bear well that's when i that's when she said this line but the blacks are bad enough they're smart but they're not smart smart they're beast but they're clever enough to cause mischief and they're persistent always sticking their noses where it don't belong and i was like i think this is a subtweet you know what it is ma'am my racism detector is going off and i feel like the blacks in this situation are not the bears anymore Mm-mm. i think you're talking about us i think you think these blacks should go mind their business and you're no longer talking about bears okay like and then they you know walking around in in their nikes you know how the blacks are like they got freedoms and rights and shit mm-hmm. you know just you know just, they don't know their place I mean, that's a sense of right and wrong. They know it's wrong to steal and burn down a CVS and an old person's home. I mean, come on. Come on. So calling them thugs, just call them niggers. Just call them niggers. That's how it felt to me. Just call them niggers because that's what you're doing, (laughs) ma'am. You know what you're doing. You're not slick. You're not low. No, you're not. You know, these blacks, and they, they come in and they big black lips you know eating all of the chitlins you know how they do all the hog unlike the majestic polar bear that knows how to act okay around company and does not dancing all higgity biggity everywhere you're like what are you talking about all that boogly wiggly this is no longer about bears man i don't think this is I, I don't think, know any bears that act like this. I think we stopped talking about bears a while ago. Mm-hmm. They're having children out of wedlock and just the blacks on blacks bears crime. It's just Duh! honestly, I, how you expect us to stop killing them when they won't stop killing themselves? What about the black bears in Chicago? What about what about them? Hmm. Um. And so they do take the the hint and get the fuck out of there and uh she does suggest that they get back by sundown so they don't miss dinner and this is once again the theme of sundown coming into this world of like black people 
in white spaces not safe once the motherfucking sun goes down Mm-mm. and they had made it out of autumn but was still in it's best to be back in the house before sundown mm-hmm. that, this, this, this is like the the second time in the episode i've been told that even when it was like hey y'all need to be back by the time the sun go down right and so they uh joy as they're leaving georgia's like so you notice that that place had uh like stone floor which probably means it has a dungeon which is probably where they're holding your dad and they put it all together like yeah they probably holding your dad in there so what we're gonna have to do is sneak back all that reading get a car and woody ain't fast enough so we're gonna have to steal one of their cars get out get my dad and then get the fuck out of here before whatever these white folks want for from us so we can just get you know before we even find out um and of course you know they should be nervous because if they if his dad went there his dad is missing so it could happen to them whatever they did to his dad could happen to them and he might not be alive they don't know they're just hoping that he is right so um and they're like with the sound of the dogs you wouldn't even be able to hear him screaming down there if he is down there Mm -hmm. stuff like that so then um as they're walking back through the woods it's getting dark and this is one of those like i said this episode is a little more campy and hokey to me because like it went from like super bright them walking back to like the middle of the fucking night it went from like three o'clock in the afternoon to nine o'clock at night in a matter of minutes like the sun was on some like it was like a a black person at 5 p.m and the clock it was like oh you know what that's my time i'm going home it's like what we we still got more work i'll see y'all in the morning Mm -mm. They don't pay me overtime. No, they don't. They don't pay me, so I'm, I, I refuse. Right. So black the people in the woods was like, I'm out. Black people in the woods, uh, not a good combination in this in this series so mm-hmm. far. Um, so it gets dark extremely fucking fast. Um, and Uncle George suddenly has a memory in the middle of the woods, and once again, kind of hokey, kind of like felt like they couldn't find a neat way to wedge this into the plot but they didn't want to have stuff come up later that would seem like completely out of nowhere so they moved it they put this line in here where george's uncle george is like wait i seem to remember your mother telling me she had ancestors and great ancestor that was a slave that escaped a house that was in a fire and her name was hannah yeah because they could remember some things but they but they couldn't remember everything well it didn't have nothing to well they couldn't remember the stuff with the show guys but they had nothing to do with this shit like right. they seem to have their long term and short term memory mm-hmm. functions fine except for that anything involving that time. little block of time mm-hmm. this was just i think the writers was like we need to put this in the plot so that when we get to the end of the episode people won't be like makes sense this shit didn't make sense what the fuck who was that you know so they just kind of wedged this in there i just laughed the second time I, the second time i watched it, it was more obvious than the first the first time i was just so confused by so much shit was happening so fast and they all these elements were coming together i was like what the fuck what is happening but the second time i was like oh okay i see what you're doing you you don't want me to be mad at you know 9 59 when this shit goes off and be like now what the fuck they never said nothing about no damn slaves you know <laughs> so i get it but it was just funny so they were like uh he was like yeah i seem to remember yo mama telling me this and then of course uh tick is like my mama never talked about her past he's like i think it's because she was ashamed of it or something and then that's when letty chimes in we're like wow she walked through these woods pregnant and i'm like was there a class taught about hannah 
the, the ancestor that we never learned about i don't remember them talking about her being pregnant or any of this stuff like how they know all this but i think it just was because later some shit happens and they don't want us to be too confused mm-hmm. uh she was like she hannah ran through these woods pregnant she was a brave woman and then them fucking vampire demons start busting out the ground like oh it's time Cause, to eat cause it's, a, it's after midnight they 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 like the gremlins it's after midnight come on um and so they came creeping through the woods and they was about to attack them and before they could attack them the whistle blew mm-hmm. and the white lady who was driving the bentley christina bathway well uh let me get it right uh christina braithwaite athlete um although i did come up with a great nickname for jason whitlock today and i can't believe no one else has come up with this yet but i'm about to give y'all some game and i will be using this a lot jason white lick ain't it perfect ain't it perfect jason white lick it's perfect it's honestly i'm so proud of myself i I had to tell y'all has nothing to do with this review I was so proud of myself when I came up with that. Jason Whitelick. Oh my God. It's mm, sometimes I see why we get paid to do this, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh so I can't believe no one else has come up with that. Uh so then um the fucking things come out, the whistle blows and and now they gotta leave and it's uh uh Braithwaite, uh Miss Braithwaite is there and she's like, Hey, um you know it's at the dark y'all gotta get back like what are y'all doing and the woman that was holding the dogs is there too mm-hmm. and she so now i'm like this bitch knew about them creatures the whole time mm-hmm. and she, with no bears. she got whistle she got a whistle just like the fucking dogs mm-hmm. you know i wanted to repel those things like keep them away right mm-hmm. and so now in this case i believe it was christina that blew the whistle miss braithwaite it was but still that woman fucking knew talking about some blacks bitch anyway so they was like uh y'all uh christina's like uh dog lady escort them back to they to their chambers and then take um tick to my father's lab and she's like come on now let's go and we see again george and letty can't remember Mm-mm. they they're automatic they're like what, what were you yelling at what happened so like instantly they didn't remember the 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 last few minutes and then they was like it happened again right so um then they go uh we see in the lab thomas braithwaite now that is the current owner of the mansion christina's father mm-hmm. okay not to be confused with their long lost ancestor i mean i'm sorry i said thomas i meant samuel braithwaite samuel not to be confused with their titus who was their long lost ancestor that died in the first time that you know the house burned down okay Mm -hmm. so samuel is screaming in the lab as he is completely awake no anesthetic having an organ removed from his body Mm -hmm. like fam and samuel is played by my man fitz from scandal now karen didn't watch scandal Mm -mm. i did um but i was really hoping that like joe morgan or melly was gonna just come out of somewhere and and just read him the filth but you know this was not an episode directed by shonda rhimes or whatever so (laughs) 
you didn't get it this time but he is so good at playing that arrogant fucking white man that is low-key clueless like that he Mm. that's all fitz was on scandal and seeing him play that role here was so it was cool it was cool to see him back back in the saddle um but yeah so uh he's getting this organ removed christina's taking a drink she's in there too uh some dude in a robe with the same uh sash is operating on him Mm -hmm. same came from the same troop yeah and then of course they don't explain anything to tick who's just watching all this shit um and i you know part of the show i feel like they don't explain stuff to tick so that we won't as an artist so we can kind of be trying to figure it out as we're mm-hmm. watching it too mm-hmm. but um also to show how smart tick is because he starts putting pieces together in his head like what the fuck is this um and so um george is in his room putting things together uh trying to figure out like he's like now i was talking about hannah and i had a memory and then i don't remember what happened after that so he's trying to remember everything but those monsters made him have memory loss so now he's dealing with that uh and he realizes that whatever's happening at this mansion they don't want tick's father tick's the one that has a birthright related to hannah and these woods and the ancestors and all this shit so essentially what he's saying is they took tick's father who doesn't have a birthright or any connection to the legacy that's happening here they took him to get tick here so tick is the one reason right that was doing that was the whole reason to get him to even come back to the states to even start the hunt to find his father yeah tick is the fucking like the key Mm -hmm. to whatever it is they want to do here so that's what george is putting together in his room um and so then um as uh this is happening he pulls a book from the shelf called the house on the borderlands and other novels and the bookshelf fucking moves to reveal a hidden door of beyond course a hidden door in this creepy ass house of and, course and of course it's that book that will cause the fucking door to open of course it's it's like a a, a scooby-doo uh novel where you where you where you twist something and turn something and then all of a sudden the whole room turns so he finds a book on a table near a magnifying glass called order of the ancient dawn he picks it up to read it because this giant book this this door that opens up to this room is like a great like library like huge library and so he starts reading this book the order of the ancient dawn um and in the lab back with tick and um samuel uh braithwaite and christina braithwaite um uh samuel gets up and he doesn't talk directly to tick he talks to christina like uh he's darker than i expected and i was like oh he's that kind of racist the ones that like i don't call them niggers but i don't talk to them either like he wasn't (laughs) even in the room the boy came kind of late didn't he i'm like sir i'm right here yeah you you can talk to me directly if you would like you'll speak when spoken to boy tell him what i said um so yeah they uh he gets up and uh does some typical rich white villain type shit which is start looking at a painting and pontificating he's like this is so-and-so's painting of genesis 219 you know what that means in the bible right and then christina's like yeah uh this is what adam was naming all the animals and then he goes through this whole thing about how 
that's when everything was perfect god created the animals adam named it put everything in its place the humans had immortality at the time because you know everything was just great it was on easy street and then christina comes over and, and she's like yeah uh um uh oh wait i'm sorry he did and he did say you know why everything was so great and then tick was like because everything was in this place and he's like that's right everything was in this place like it's supposed to be and then christina comes over helping him put on like his suspenders or some shit and she's like until that you know harlot eve came and ruined everything for the men thank god none of us take the bible literally because that's for stupid motherfuckers <laughs> she was like i'm too smart for this and she you know and it's and that's such a sexist misogynistic fable in the bible among many but that that's that's the one that's basically like women ruined everything ribbit fucked it up for everybody shit was fine they started talking to fucking snakes telling niggas to eat apples and they ruined it up god got mad they knew they was naked and then then everything wasn't perfect and god was like y'all gonna die and it's gonna hurt when you give birth and you gonna fucking bleed every month because fuck you fuck you peoples and follow instructions right and so she pointed out like yeah nigga this is straight up like some sexist bullshit i'm glad you don't really believe that right dad and it's like my nigga i am a 1940s white man of course i do (laughs) uh and then tick muses that in the metaphor is like and i guess you supposed to be god in this metaphor you creating everything he's like no i'm actually adam and christina is the one that thinks tick can be useful in this undertaking uh that that i'm sorry i said thomas i meant samuel then this undertaking that samuel has which is related to the bible and the garden of eden and shit and he wants to open the world open up the paradise and 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 return to paradise is how he puts it and then he ignores tick again and tells christina i don't want to see him again until the ceremony of dawn and leaves like just such an asshole um and then christina walks tick back to his room they have a little bit of back and forth where tick wants to know where his dad is and she's like oh this must be so confusing to you da, da, da. he's like my nigga where's my dad yeah and i'm not confused about that she's like listen there's people coming tonight that are really important people the guests are gonna arrive i suggest you try to make friends because you wouldn't want these people as enemies and he's like i got enough friends and she's like well not all white people like trying to out to get you you know and he was like my nigga i'm good where's my daddy and she's like uh we you know we all friends this still don't mean i can trust you bitch right and she was like you know i see letty and george think you crazy and he was like you know what if you want to be friends right you say you want to be friends give them their fucking memories back yes because he put that together like this has something to do with you you're doing something if it ain't you somebody around here is doing something to them where they can't remember shit and she was acting shady like doing something right and he was like a spell you put a spell on them or something yeah he was like uh you know what happened and i know what happened like come on right. now and she was like but i already did you a favor i fucking saved you at simmonsville when i used my car to flip over them rednecks i took care of the mess in artem county which means she did something to fix his car cover up the murder of the sheriffs and the fucking monsters who knows people might not even remember that man exists i'm also like but you know what that's just as much some shit for you 
so they won't be asking no questions right so they won't trace it back to you so like, you covering your own tracks too now yeah yo shug offs out there eating people and shit you don't want them asking too many questions anyway so then um he was like you really want to help me give them their memory back and so she does and we immediately hear george and letty start screaming, screaming as their memories return and they both want to be let out their room and tick run tries to run out his room to help but there's a force field at the door he can't leave mm-hmm. so it is a very nice pretty prison with all the books and dresses um tell them a kid comes and tells miss braithwaite it's time because the door closes on tick and she don't she can't see in the room anymore basically locking them in and she's like okay she goes outside and we see a cow giving birth in a farm she delivers the baby the baby is a fucking shogoth monster it is not a fucking baby cow not i don't know how these things is born i don't know if they're here fucking the cows i don't know so i don't know if they got some genetics lab type shit happening i don't know what kind of shit they have happening at this farm uh that the fucking monsters are born from cows but we don't really get much of an answer to that mm-hmm. um we just know that it happened they probably will feel that in later on right so uh don't make no burgers out of that Mm-mm. um so then it wasn't no chick-fil-a cow i'll tell you that much no um in their rooms all three letty tick and george have different experiences mm-hmm. um because there's something in the room that's fucking with their brains yeah, uh, they don't notice at first and neither do we i'll just go through what happened in each room because i think it's easier to do it this way and faster yes in letty's room tick comes in she almost stabs him she's and then he's like whoa calm down and she's like i remember everything i thought you know i remember the monsters and he's and, and she brings up like oh my god the bible is full of demons and monsters and the, i thought it was just stories but it's it's true and tick is like you know um you said yay though i walked through the valley uh i should feel no evil and that was the bravest thing i ever seen anybody do and she's like you know i used to say that all the time but i haven't said that in so long because i don't go to church and shit but i i used to say it when michael when i lived with my mama as a little baby a little kid and my mom would leave the house and say she was going to church but she never did and she would come home with a new man on her arm every time until one day she just ain't come back to ho- come back home no more and which explains why she didn't go to her mama's funeral and shit because you know and 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 the thing with that is just because we were all raised in the same household does not mean we have the same experience with were they and were they raised in the same household? right right and they right and they may not have been like it also may have been the thing too where they possibility the way she was talking they all may have had separate fathers that has to do something with the variation of skin tones mm-hmm. um you know because black people know we come in all types of colors shit skip generations and shit like that so you can you can have a a a mom and one of your kids could be light one of your kids could be dark you know we we all over the place when it comes to generic i mean Mm -hmm. um, generics genetics genetics and so um it's one of those things where her relationship with 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 the mother is very different and so the older brothers and sisters they don't understand like why you just don't um respect her and she's like the fuck i gotta respect her for Mm-hmm. and so it could be that you know 
like my experience was bad she felt abandoned by her mother in a way that the other children may not have or maybe they even forgave it also looked like maybe she might be younger than the other children i think she was think it was a period of time where it was probably just them two wouldn't be surprising if the the other children were grown and out the house right they may have different fathers yes i I think they do yeah i think people just immediately see people of different ranging skin tones in the family and to me oh my god they doing terrible casting i'm like when it's black people doing the casting shut the fuck up and wait you know what i mean yeah and and i I, i've kind of heard people say that and i i I, it's almost like have you been to a black fan of a union y'all do know we are all over the fucking well not just that not just that but they may actually have a point right so wait this happened with queen sugar i remember people oh why that little boy so light-skinned i'm like shut the fuck up and wait maybe they're gonna tell us it might we're black it might have been thought about like this is white casting i kind of get the side eye because sometimes white people like they're all black to me one drop same family but when it's black people doing the casting i'm like yeah you never know let's wait and see anyway um so uh that's when uh tick is basically like listen um i would never abandon you and then they start making out okay hot and heavy all right um and then um oh and then they they get ready to have sex or whatever and then she starts feeling kind of uneasy about everything and he goes to unbuckle his pants and she's like no tick wait and then he pulls out he once he unbuckles his pants a fucking snake literal snake yeah uh a literal snake is his dick and it take it snaps at her or whatever like it tried to bite her mm-hmm. and then he grabs her on the bed like pulling her to him and she's like no take no and then she grabs a knife and cuts the snake penis or whatever off of him uh, i guess she didn't want none of that bbc mm-hmm. that big boa constrictor what, or whatever they call didn't it want nothing that, didn't want none of that black snake moan she was good um she was good on the snakes so um so she cuts um she cuts the snake that and that's the end of her vision in her in the room and that's when and but in the middle of this they cut to tick's room and we see tick is not in that room with her that's when it's like oh god something's very wrong yes Mm -hmm. in tick's room he knocks in morse code on the wall and says and knocks taps wizards on the other side george is writing it down you can see him write down wizards um and you know i didn't know if he was trying like like kkk grand wizards or you know but no he meant like wizards like magical like magical spells and shit um and so tick hears sounds in the closet after he knocks on this uh wall and go and out of his fucking like armoire this vietnamese woman that he knows named gia comes out with fucking guns are blazing and they have a hand-to-hand battle to the motherfucking death come on she's shooting up the couches everybody if you was something in there you was getting some of that business gia had hands okay everything he tried to do she was like cutting his arm with a knife and eventually he has to like choke her to death and what it made me think was when he made that call to vietnam last week or whatever it was was korea i can't remember well he made that call was that the person's voice on the other side of the phone was Was it someone else i don't yeah i have no idea but Mm -hmm. the way he seemed so familiar like it didn't seem like i'm having a flashback of the war some random person tried to kill me it felt like 
oh my god this woman i don't want to fight is trying to kill me mm-hmm. and um so yeah he ends up having to choke her to death to kill her um and then um in the other room george has a vision of dora who is tick's mom yes i thought that's who was in his wallet the other day mm-hmm. so you know he keep a his brother's dead wife picture in his wallet yeah and and the you know as the story goes on i was like it may have been something more to to them two than just you know brother-in-law sister-in-law mm-hmm. um and so uh she oh she was kind of thick in that dress too she was pretty i just like the on the record for that okay definitely on the rewatch you might want to slow motion with it if i'm just saying so uh she <laughs> she's like he's like and he immediately knows he's like this is not real you're dead and she's yeah, like, like i know it like no this is this this right here like i you can't get me with this one she's like i know um this isn't real but that don't mean we can't dance anyway and so they do that slow motion like old people dancing like not the sexy kind Mm-mm. and she's like uh you know he's just sitting there getting his john gray on you know i'm like this man don't care about his wife nothing Mm-mm. he gonna facetime her and with his kid in the back talking about eating pizza <laughs> you know d only be eating pizza now listen okay i can't tell nothing listen. but the truth ruth but uh put on your best two-piece and you got an hour to get on the guidebook and it's find me in simmonsville <laughs> um so then they dance and he talks about she's like what what you reading and he was like the house on the border what you think about he's like the house on the borderland and the plot of the book is something like i can't remember exactly but it's like a man finds a house on the plane of silence and then he fights pig humanoid like monsters before walking into the sea of solace or sleep or some shit and and that's where he'll be reunited with his long lost love forever or something and then dora talks about how magic is real and it's possible that you know like that she's like remember that game we used to play back in tulsa and we sit on the porch and we drink and me you and uh montrose uh would play the what if game and we'd be like what if we had superpowers and stuff what what if you could travel anywhere you want in the world and she was like and he was like yeah montrose always said super strength and she was like yeah you always wanted to fly well what if you could fly you and your children can fly now and uh you could fly with them or whatever and um she goes to kiss him and he instead kisses her on uh her forehead because black men don't cheat okay all right appreciate you brother strong way to stay strong king Mm -hmm. she was thick i i understood the temptation but mm -mm, that's not your wife um so he he, was like this ain't real well that i'm no but that's almost more of a reason to have sex Mm. with her is that you know it's not real it's like this don't even count this don't count this is magic magic is not cheating you know men make all kinds of excuses i mean people wanted letty to fuck tick and we knew that wasn't real Mm-mm. like if that snake wouldn't have came out his pants we would be like i mean fuck the little ghost tick it don't i mean do what you gotta do sis we see them ripples in them in them shirts but no no this is not okay he was a strong black brother and he said ma'am i am a one woman man okay I have morals right i don't know what you think this is but i listen to dave hollister on repeat i don't know who lied to you mm-hmm 
that's back when i was wildin' out can get less about someone getting hurt i did my share of dirt <laughs> my, man, my man said Mm-mm, i'm faithful Mm-mm. Mm-mm. he hit her with that maybe we'll see butterflies mm-hmm. next lifetime right i'm good so uh that's a that's a strong black brother i think honestly between killing gia or stopping that snake penis i think he had the hardest task honestly <laughs> i think he had it's the, easy to call for snake penis that was a strong like the g that was self-defense killing gia uh i no one obviously wants to have somebody with a live snake penis that tried to bite you Mm-mm. but a woman that thick all up in your face talking about magic and shit that was hard that brother said no i'm too good for this so um uh so then he um says you're not real and um in letty's room that's when the snake shit happens with the penis it takes room that's when he kills gia and then outside in the fucking lobby oh looking through the doors of all the rooms are the guests for the goddamn dinner watching this shit like tv and the thing is uncle george after he was like you ain't real he literally started staring right out the door and looking and like looking out like something is like he pieced it together something is happening here i can't put my finger on it i don't know what's going on something is happening so as he's kind of staring it turns into them in the room and and people like staring at them all in their rooms watching them go through the these things roger just described so they seen them go through this and not just any people white people come on Mm -hmm. so they was on display white people looking at these black people for entertainment or some other purpose it didn't really seem to be like they were trying to determine anything you know Mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like it was anything sexual or anything like that yeah but just it was just creepy and weird and watching them react to this shit Mm -hmm. um and so then um like and maybe it'll come up that it did matter but it didn't seem like they were testing them Mm -mm. for anything valid Mm -mm. and as christina was one of the people watching Mm -hmm. as she kind of looks at tick after he's killed gia and he's just kind of like on on his sitting on the ground with his knees folded up you know like just just exhausted um and traumatized so uh after that um the bell rings again and they exit their rooms and in the hallway william shows up to let them know there's a dinner and that it's a black tie dinner so the men will have to dress up and it's only for men and he tells uh he tells letty she can eat on the veranda or something like that um so i'm like hmm interesting it's a man's only dinner and before these niggas showed up white's only dinner uh george then brings them together after williams lee william lee uh-huh go ahead george brings letty and uh and tick together after william leaves and this is a cool scene and he basically just calms them down because mm-hmm. everyone's really traumatized and he's like yeah. they did it to all of us they tried to break our minds and ticks like what did you see and he's like it doesn't matter it's not important and he's like man i something happened in the war and he was like it doesn't matter you a good boy you a better man don't you ever let them make you question yourself that's how they win they wanted to make us crazy terrorize us make us scared but leticia fucking lewis don't get scared does she and uh she's like no and he's like all right so i think i found something while in my room that can help us get out of here 
and that's when they go to dinner uh at the dinner it's full of white men who do that thing white people do where they was having a decent time and then negroes entered the room and all of a sudden no one wants to talk about shit Mm-mm. they had a special table off to their own Mm-hmm. like y'all just literally watched us in these rooms fighting for our lives and shit and but 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 suddenly our intrusion in your space is too much for you to continue to talk about mm-hmm. fuck out of here we turned your stomach right and so the black people walk in and william is escort escorting them in uh george and tick by the way you know because lady can't come and william says just because they don't want you here doesn't mean you're not supposed to be which is once again why i'm like i don't know how much william's in on shit yeah what he knows and what he doesn't know i don't think he knows everything i just think he knows just what he needs to know yes he didn't really seem to be rooting against them or trying to set them up in any way no i don't think he was which was weird you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because i thought he would be um and earlier tick had asked uh christina if william was her boyfriend and she was like he's a boy and sometimes a friend so i don't know what's up with them but um at any rate they end up um um at the dinner they end up at the dinner and um samuel comes in wearing a robe Uh, sound like somebody else was in that room too what room uh the the room they was in oh yeah sorry our neighbor is yelling i don't know if y'all can hear that hopefully not but um you know kids but yeah so samuel comes in wearing a robe he gives a speech about giving himself to the members in the in the same way that titus braithwaite did and he then serves on a plate to everyone whatever the fuck that organ was they took out of him while he was screaming with no anesthesia it's been cut into very small pieces and it's put on everyone's plate for them to all eat some and tick is the only one that actually knows what it is and uh he hit uncle george like that old black woman does at the potluck don't eat that yeah he's like don't eat that don't don't you, this you, is that you, this is like every black woman in an office when they had that she nasty don't eat thanksgiving that. potluck she like mm-mm, mm-mm. she got cats mm-mm. don't do it don't eat that don't do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't want that casserole if you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's more of a cat casserole mm-hmm. she okay? lets her dog sit on the table don't you mm-mm. eat that mm-mm. i saw her licking her dog mm-hmm. in in the face no, no. on instagram she puts raisins in her potato salad right don't you eat that. that's your mm-mm, baby you're gonna get sick okay just what just take a plate dump it all out mm-hmm. and then just go to mcdonald's mm-hmm. put a napkin over it and just mm-hmm. be like oh i am so full and throw that shit in the tell trash. them you ate already um that was that was my go-to i cover some shit up in a heartbeat and toss it all in the trash but yeah so he says don't eat that then george makes his play before they can even really get the meeting started he just stands up and he's like you know ah it was like a scene from matlock when matlock used to always be like i'm just a whole country lawyer and then he went down to break down some case law shit but yeah he was like i'm just a black man that's a knows a little bit about fraternal orders i'm a freemason and uh i'm part of the black freemasons because it was started by a black man that was kicked that wasn't allowed to be in the freemasons after fighting in the fucking war uh the white people in the north was like no nigga you gonna be free but not a freemason so he started his own shit and uh he says you tick you know why that is like because it's colored man he was like that's right because he was a colored man so i read y'all a little book okay it was cute 
this is about this little Adam, uh, order of adam i read your little mm-hmm. that's what he read when he when he uh, had un, un, unlocked that secret chamber mm-hmm. it's like that's cute and i noticed that black people not supposed to be in here we not allowed in your order either unless there's a little loophole and that loophole means if you're an heir in the bloodline of titus braithwaite which it appears tick is the only one here who is the last heir of thomas braithwaite so that gives him certain abilities and he gets to pull rank he can give orders to regular old members and they can't do shit about it and that's when tick takes his cue and says all y'all except for samuel get the fuck out and he said it like that too get the fuck out yeah and they look like pish posh right and then he stood then he got closer to the table and said and that is an order and then they left when he said it was an order and sam samuel stood there and this is the first time like samuel said the dude that played fitz played this villain so good because like he stops he puts his glasses on he's very upset no one got to try to spleen and he's like oh my god y'all really i actually put salt and pepper on the spleen and y'all just not even gonna try now okay cool listen i mean i did season it i, mean, I cut this out of myself for nothing and nobody even tried a piece i don't know how i taste come on um and so he was like listen the rest of these fools might believe all this bullshit i'm not a zealot i don't give a fuck about these orders i like the cult as much as it allows me to try to get to my goals and these motherfuckers will do what i tell them to do other than that i could throw this shit take it or leave it and don't mistake being useful for being uh in cost like for being basically like uh like 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 we can't get rid of you don't right like don't 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 do that player okay like i if if i have to kill you i'll kill you uh but you know right now i have a plan and you're useful in that plan but you know don't fuck don't fuck don't fuck with me okay and of course uh that's when uh tick is like where my daddy at so they go to the dungeon to search for montrose um and they get to that dungeon and he's not there although they do find his whiskey flask because as they've intimated many times he's apparently got some alcohol issues mm-hmm. and the dog leash woman comes downstairs and she's like got a gun and she's like oh i knew it you should probably seen him go in there you blacks are always more trouble than you were i knew it well i guess I my put you down like them bears my dogs is gonna get uh some good old-fashioned dark meat tonight be eating good and she was like and when i said blacks i wasn't talking about bears okay i just want to make it clear about you i'm a racist okay i don't know what you heard on these streets but as all dog owners in this show so far have been i'm a racist too mm-hmm. um but nah she gets knocked the fuck out by letty who had went to get like a still a car for them to escape and so she gets knocked out and um uh, they look for my trials and they find that he had dug a hole a tunnel <laughs> like a hole in the brick in the wall and then a tunnel through the through the dirt and he's actually escaping as they are looking for him 
you know negroes negroes is like i'm not gonna be here captain forever i'm gonna get the fuck out of here right and so as he's crawling through the dirt and crawling out to 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 freedom and stands up and all this shit he looks behind him and of course uh letty um uh, george and tick are standing behind him and they're like oh montrose you got out and he's like what are y'all even doing here like what the fuck is this i'm like we came for you the fuck are we where else would we be here and i know he's supposedly like an owner honorary person and it's uh montrose is played by uh michael williams who is uh known as omar from the wire is probably his biggest um his biggest role uh for for most of the people michael k williams but uh he always playing some like honorary ass nigga and he was like what y'all even doing here like I, what, why why y'all come like y'all shouldn't be here i'm just i was just like we came to free you was like I, obviously i was about to be free myself and i was like you know what he really mad about y'all ain't get there 20 minutes earlier you know had to crawl through the worms and come on all them all them all them bugs and shit you know and so he uh and then uh so tick is like i got your letter you told me to like you say you need help and he was like i knew you stupid because you believe this letter that was clearly written in fucking distress so like why the like 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 you know we ain't talked in five years boy i wouldn't write you and um <laughs> he was like i wrote this shit under duress and Be your nice. dumb ass fell for it okay um so he was not he was hot with them and so they was like well fuck it let's just get in the car and drive right and then he came with them um and george and george did try to stand up for tech he said you don't need to talk to him like that and my trial was like he's my son i talk to him however i want um and so then george while they're in the car about to leave you know speeding like shit trying to get the fuck out of these white people's place mm-hmm. george says this is just one of many houses it's called the sons of and adam it's founded by titus braithwaite the guy who the ancestor who died uh in the fire and he started after he discovered something called the book of names and montral says yeah the necronomicon he's like no that's the book of dead names the uh this is the book of life uh it's the interpretation of genesis and um the cause of the original fire was an attempt at this ceremony to gain immortality that went wrong and it ended up burning down the whole fucking mansion mm-hmm. and that's the one that uh, william told him about the fire where almost nobody escaped and then he looked at tick uh, and as he's expounding upon this they crash into an invisible barrier that crunches up their motherfucking car like it's like just uh, accordion yeah, i was nervous i didn't know what was gonna happen i was like this is running too smooth y'all don't get a flat tire like something gonna happen i did not expect that because they were just moving all of a sudden it's like boom i was like oh shit and it's the same kind of barrier that is like um it's the same kind of barrier like they had at the doors for their rooms mm-hmm. an invisible barrier and betcha that's one way they keep people out of shit like right. people get to a certain area all of a sudden they be like oh you just hit something and they can't nobody well explain. not just that but you got the show guys so if you yeah. can even fucking get that close at night like them fucking That's things true. will show up and eat your ass yeah they will. and if not you're gonna you can't get in there because of the barrier mm-hmm. um but yeah so they fucking they destroy the fucking car the car is 
fucked they get out of the car and as they're just trying to like you know get their bearings um christina and her father samuel pull up samuel has a gun he shoots letty she dies in front of tick like tick is holding her there's like a long scene of her dying like she died she died like one of them good like negro acting deaths Mm -hmm. you know um and then uh tick is like you know you know like stop what are you doing whatever and he's like because you're a son of uh a son of i forget what it's called it's like a special designation that tick had for being related to uh titus but uh son among sons that's what it is son among song son among son among sons he was like because you're a son among sons i will let you pick which one of these motherfuckers i kill next like you want me to kill uh your uncle or your daddy and tick doesn't say you know his uncle was the one he clearly was like you know closer to and that's the one that sam shoots and he shoots him in the stomach doesn't kill him but we just see Sam. We just see him go no, and he pow. And then the next thing we see, uh, while Marilyn Manson uh, song plays about killing strangers or something, um, he's being. We see that Tick is naked, being wiped down by these like attendants mm-hmm. who are getting him ready for the ceremony. So there has been a deal struck, which is essentially, I uh, you gonna do the ceremony or the loved ones you have, I'm gonna fuck fucking kill him um and so um i mean listen this man sam like he was finally revealing his villainous hand okay Mm -hmm. he was shooting niggas like luka Doncic in the bubble okay he was like look i'm not here for no fucking foolishness i uh we got to get shit done and y'all fucking up the plan black black lives don't matter to him okay Mm -mm, not at all and so um while he's getting ready for the ceremony christina comes in and tells him that the ceremony is going to be about opening the door to the garden of eden eden and then uh that's when sam thinks he's going to step through and get eternal life and tick brings up how titus died uh because uh his shit didn't work like well titus tried this and the fucking mansion blew up what what why you why is this gonna work and she was like well the language of adam is hard to get right and her dad is gonna use tick's blood because he's the last one in the bloodline of the man who did this originally did get the closest titus she's like if with the new spell and the blood we think that you know we can we can make it work and tick points out like we there is no we really because it's the sons of adam so it's not the daughters of adam you not even gonna get the you the one that came up with this plan because she's the one that thinks he's important and told her father to use text blood and all this shit he's like you can't even participate you can't even participate and she points out how you know yeah i'm doing this for my evil ass daddy but guess what you here for your evil ass daddy like your daddy don't fuck with you y'all fight he was abusive and look at both of us we still help him why because of that cult called family like <laughs> you know on that cult called family yeah these bars are so subtle but i really fuck it. when i rewatched it i was like oh they was dropping bars on each other come on and see he was like well you didn't have to drag them into it and he's looking through that little like barrier the invisible barrier at his family at uh and you can see letty's laying on the couch supposedly dead 
and then um uncle george is laying on the bed nursing a gunshot wound and montrose is sitting next to him uh and he's like you didn't have to bring them into him and she was like i didn't bring two of them meaning you can't you showed up with letty and uncle george we i just had your daddy here um and he's like uh and that's when letty awakens and she's healed and she goes now see my father's a gentleman of his word he will heal your uncle too after the ceremony after yeah and so there's some hope here because letty not only does she come back but like she we see later she goes into the bathroom takes off her shirt the wound is gone oh she is hallucinating because she's like the fuck because she's still covered in blood right now she's obviously traumatized and maybe this will come up later but by the death experience that she did have Mm -hmm. she's clearly traumatized by that and there's not a lot of time to reconcile with that but Mm -hmm. whatever they did healed the wound completely maybe not her mind right um and so she's like uh she gives him a ring for the ceremony uh the same one they saw on that painting of uh titus and she says i could never earn this ring no matter how hard i tried and you get one for nothing just because you were born a man and he says not even a white man at that right and letty (laughs) she looks hot and letty goes in that's when letty goes in the bathroom washes the blood off and all that stuff uh george encourages montrose to try to break the window and leave and take letty with him and he was like one i'm not leaving you here to die two um letty don't seem like the type to be told what to do Mm-mm. he was like that is a very independent woman and uh you would have a fight on your hands and george is like kind of in like he's uh, maybe it's the blood loss but he's almost like drugged up like he's just kind of just saying whatever comes to his mind and he's like why don't you draw anymore he was like shut up i ain't never draw it's like yes you did when we was kids you used to draw a sign for the negro league players that would come to town every year and the sign would welcome them and you just stopped why did you stop and he was like because my dad showed up one time he seen me with that sign and he beat me up and he was like after that i never drew again and he was like i'm sorry you know i'm sorry that i didn't stand up for you and say like anything to stop our dad which they talked about kind of last week and uh he's he's like um don't you know don't let anything stop you there's nothing wrong with showing love and then uh my trials is like man shut up or whatever he was like he was like you know what that's my problem i've been shutting up too long and it's hurt all the people i love it's hurt my you know my wife my daughter uh tick and when he says tick that's when my trials kind of like stares at him kind of angrily and he's like um uh but i'm not shutting up no more they need to know and all this stuff and uh my Charles was like look we already settled that out a long time ago so just leave it at that and he was like no uh take you know he might not be your son or whatever and he was like i know you got a gunshot wound but i will whoop your motherfucking ass and then like i told you right and then uh george is like i know but you might be all the boy has left basically saying like if i die here like you now you have to be a father you got to step up and be a a father for real and you got to do more than just be abusive and shit you got to learn how to show your son love right 
um which is interesting because one tick is a grown-ass man at this point so it might be too late for that and it you know my trials is even older it might be too late for him to change his ways or not but you know that scene was kind of compelling because um you know it's it's that thing where it's like is the damage already done you know what i mean yeah the damage is already done but everybody's different and if tick didn't care tick wouldn't have came back for that letter like mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to be funny he yeah, could have been like point. fuck you and stay where the fuck he was like like if there was no love or no compassion or or anything like that because I mean, it's mama dad the fuck right. he coming back for it's not like he's your only child like there is literally no reason for him to come back so he didn't come back for no reason like he came back to look for his daddy and i don't really know if he was looking for approval or anything like that but he you know he was like hey you know that's pops right that's a good point so so, uh okay i'm sorry and so i think george's thing is like hey nigga like you don't actually know him and he's not this mean and cruel person that you paint him to be in your mind like i understand y'all don't get along but you know you at least get to know him and you will realize that he ain't as as terrible and as vindictive as you paint him to be well george has seen seen his brother since he was a kid so he's watched like he can still remember those good things right. that that other people don't that honestly take probably never got to see correct um so then um is they start the ceremony and they play whitey's on the moon by gil scott heron which is a great uh spoken word song um and samuel uh is doing this ritual in his cloak and he lights uh three weird electric lamp looking things that form a triangle of electricity with tick in the middle and they kind of zap through him and it starts zapping some type of essence out of tick as tick screams and it's clearly painful to tick but uh as uh samuel is doing these words uh, i think it's called the language of adam or something as he's speaking these ancient words he's making this spell happen to open this portal the portal is is starting to come like flowers are blooming in the room and and vegetation and shit and it's starting to look all like the garden of eden is coming into the room almost Mm -hmm. and the portal is opening and uh like i said you can just see that it's hurting um tick and ticks ring starts sprouting like like this like first it starts sprouting flowers and stuff out of it and then it starts sprouting like this black dark energy mm-hmm. or something and the the juxtaposition of this scene with whitey's on the moon is so dope because whitey's on the moon is basically a poem about poor black people and how our dreams are not accomplished and our suffering fuels white people's like existence and white people can reach the highest of highs as in be on the fucking moon literally and we're worried about dying and our rent being raised and our mm-hmm. sister's health and mm-hmm. you know and so, it's so just, we could never get to the wound right and so in this room you're looking at a black man whose family is on the line because they are have been imperiled by these white people that want to use his body to accomplish this goal of gaining gaining immortality 
tick is literally just trying to survive and keep his uncle alive yes he could have he was like let me get my daddy go home and that would have been the end to him right and they and 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 meanwhile whitey's on the moon right like his his torture his pain is fueling this ritual because of his you know they want to use his blood and his body none of his agency none of his willingness matters Mm -hmm. they want to use that in order to accomplish their goal which is why being on the moon basically right because it's one of those things as history has shown us either you're going to do willingly or unwillingly we're going to rob steal kill whatever it takes to reach this goal it's as foreign it is as foreign to it is as far in that room takes existence and the racism and stuff that happens in his life is as foreign to that white man trying to get immortality as gil scott heron's family plight and poverty plight was to white people wanting to be on the moon like that goal like y'all are on the moon and i'm in hell so that was like a really dope like poignant selection right there maybe it was a little too on on the nose i could see people like feeling no way about that but i don't know i liked it anyway um and and thought it was you know pretty deep or whatever message um <laughs> so uh we'll you know what actually let's pause here all right matter of fact i'll play a little bit of it we have a poem here it's called whitey on the moon And uh, it was inspired, it was inspired by some whiteys on the moon. <laughs> so I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> uh, I said. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. 10 years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. So yeah, that juxtaposition is so fucking perfect for this scene that's real right there right and i know watching it in real time and there's a lot going on you're trying to pay attention to the show it's hard it's hard to really hear the lyrics and watch the show at the same time it was for me yeah but it was so fucking great like because it's like yes this black family this black person because the only value that tick has in that room is the fact that a white ancestor more than likely raped his great great black ancestor come on and um and 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 left him as the long 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 lost legacy of that and no one in that room respected him they did not have white they did not allow black people to be in that order of adam Mm -hmm. they did not um have any black people in the fucking village you know this was not that you know they it was that when he brought up earlier he was like y'all some wizards like the ku klux Klan, the grand wizards and she was like no they're too poor like and it so it's not like these were great white people because they were like vigilant and they cared about no they just had their own selfish means and didn't really necessarily care about racism it wasn't that they were not racist they literally were like our concerns are different we don't like we would never help black people 
we would never try to woo you we would kidnap your father and force you to come along but we would never try to incentivize you give you something and make you a co-conspirator in this right they were like "Mm -mm, no your body is here as the vehicle for my ascension into immortality didn't even promise to give tick immortality like it was simply like to put things in order and you know even though he didn't mention it when he talked about that genesis 219 or whatever you know that he was like yeah put it in order man woman uh animal he's like black ain't even come into that equation because black is not to him up there with man woman he mean white man white woman you know so it was just it was just beautiful man what a scene um but yeah so uh, of course as as everyone who's ever watched temple of doom has experienced um the (laughs) (laughs) the ceremony starts to go awry okay Mm -hmm. they've given us enough foreshadowing on what originally happened in the ceremony right Mm -hmm. because titus tried it it didn't work out shit caught on fire everybody died except for uh hannah who ran through the woods barefoot and pregnant and escaped to her ancestors her ancestors had freedom like all her kids had freedom yeah and all them flowers and stuff y'all it turned it, it started turning yeah the, the flowers started turning into like dark and dust and shit mm-hmm. like and, they was dying right and you know clearly this 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 ceremony was put in tick in in pain and so tick lets out a scream and you see like like the members start fleeing the mansion starts shaking and breaking Mm -hmm. uh george and um letty and uh montrose start escaping and they're like you know he could like we can't take george he could bleed out and they're like we don't have a fucking choice yeah we can't leave him here right so they carry him down to the car basically with his you know with his fucking gunshot wound um and then um like uh tick lets out this scream and an energy like wave of energy releases from his body and it turns everyone in the room into like the like pillars of salt yep mm-hmm. like they caught that lot's wife treatment come on they 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 messed around and looked back they might not put no salt on their clothes on their food but it was they were salty okay uh, uh, just uh. like my haters on instagram salty uh but then the the ceiling starts collapsing on top of people and lit, you can see they were clearly just all dust like they just turned into dust yeah and also while this is happening uh tick is looking in the mirror and he could see the ancestor like through the mirror which was really neat yeah a pregnant black woman in what looks like colonial slave couture um she is just looking like yeah um we can see each other Mm -hmm. yeah she looked like you see me i see you and so then he realizes this shit is collapsing i gotta escape and so he runs and as he's running she's running ahead of him he is literally running in his ancestors footsteps Mm -hmm. out of this replica of the place she ran out of centuries ago or whatever when when this first when this ritual was first attempted by the ancestor of the white man who tried to do this shit to him mm-hmm. uh levels you know what i mean um and so once he gets outside he turns around he sees the whole mansion has collapsed he's obviously concerned about his family but then he hears letty yell out he turns around he's relieved you can see the joy on his face she's alive that they're alive he hugs her and then after they hug she looks at him and silence 
and you can see this it was such great acting you can see this transference of sadness from her to him Mm -hmm. as he realized something was seriously wrong they get to the car uh which woody is back together again which is why i think it's gotta be some type of magic spell or some shit how are they doing this you know what i mean um woody like a transformer right like i hope we see william again because i feel like william i think is still will. alive mm-hmm. and i think uh uh the the, the girl is christina's alive. definitely still alive of yeah. course um so but but who knows she's so ambitious too because you gotta think like her whole thing was i'm being frozen out of my dad's dream of immortality but she was trying to help him accomplish that so, so who knows what, yeah. now he not there she can make her own fucking rules and she didn't really seem to be helping him out of the goodness of her heart it was like mm-hmm. you are a tool to be used in my father's plan so i will protect you in that way um at any rate though so she might fuck around and just be a problem later on right at any rate um they get to the car and that's when they start playing uh leon bridges river um and we see that in the back of the car uh my trials is holding uh george in the back seat and george is dead mm-hmm. and tick apologizes and says he's so sorry i'm sorry uncle george and then uh we go to the credits yeah because it was one of those things where basically he was like oh i'll take care of him after the ceremony and guess what he died so that meant that was the end of that mm-hmm. and that means uncle george you know if that's his real daddy he, that's his real daddy he watched die yes it is and now they got to come back to chicago and tell, tell his wife and d his daughter mm-hmm. or slash little sister i don't know what we yeah, no who what we're talking nobody about nobody knows i don't know if you know they did paternity tests or anything like that and uh who knows if uh his daddy will tell him that uncle george may possibly of being his father he may or may not tell him or either some you know because mm-hmm. shit like that who knows who knew so eventually it might not be them but somebody might slip up and tell them do you think christina knew that um the ceremony wouldn't work like it was a setup no i don't think she knew i just think she wasn't allowed to be there mm-hmm. you know because it was men only because i think if she would have been allowed to be there she would have been there I think the only reason why she wasn't there is because the bylaws didn't allow her to be in the room. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, so it was... Uh, so that's why I think she's probably going to end up being a problem because she's like, I'm I'm going to see this to the end. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be surprising if, you know, they go back and she fuck around and show up again. Yeah, so what are you looking forward to next week? Hmm, to see how they going to tell his wife that uh she not gonna be traveling with her husband with the made-up green book yeah hippolyta yeah mm-hmm. like that that's not gonna go well like what because that you know i don't know what they're gonna tell her but how are you gonna be able to explain that you know my husband died of a gunshot wound in the middle of nowhere you know off of where he told me he was gonna go why was you know there's a lot of questions that she's going she has yeah it's so weird though because they there's not there's a lack of evidence for things like i think they might be able to say he got shot in simmonsville or something i mean the back yeah. window got shot out but the fact that they would have to lie to his wife to cover this up 
is gonna be a problem you know and can yeah. everybody keep their lives straight and all that shit mm-hmm. i think she's going she's going to find out the truth i you mm-hmm. know or either she's going to be be like this really don't add up or do her own investigation because you know they kind of drop hints not trying funny this is not a dumb woman you know because she was like hey you know why can't i go out and do things because you know i've wrote i wrote before you know and this was off your notes imagine what i could do if i could do it on my own so you know wouldn't surprise me if this becomes a big ass investigation on her to find out what really happened to her husband because she's not going to believe them yeah so um but yeah i don't know man this is uh interesting i i, I think i want to see because the preview showed them moving into like a house and hippo i mean hippolyta of course being suspicious about uh how uncle george died but you know how's that gonna affect d uh his daughter um and i also want to see like how all right what is up with this house thing because it looks like they're gonna tackle moving into the white side of chicago in a house and the obstacles that come with that because white people were not playing that shit mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. like you think they don't play now they weren't playing back then either so um all right y'all thank you for listening hopefully this has uh, been a welcome distraction from the news of the world and shit mm-hmm. um i know there's no nba games tonight and all that stuff but i'm just oh it's not oh karen's completely out of the loop i am I'm sorry, um y'all. so yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully it's a welcome distraction from just the the weight of the world and stuff like that for people man so uh thank y'all for listening and we'll be back with another lovecraft recap next week until then uh saturday is our feedback show thursday is balls d sports and we should be doing a nerd off friday so until then i love you i love you too